Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, if you're catching the show live or you're listening in archive, uh, thanks again for uh, joining us here. Uh, we've got a 45-minute show ahead, and this is our astrology show. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, a little just quick fill-in on who I am and the base of the show in case it's your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio. My name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, translation, I am an astrologer. I work with numerology, tarot, uh, animal cards, rune stones, a number of other different types of oracles. I have a uh, private uh, counseling business I've done for many, many years with a home office in Phoenix, and I do sessions by phone. If you want any info on any of the sessions that I offer, Absolutely go to my website at jimventura.com and you can get some info on any of that if you're looking to do something like that. Also, I do a monthly column called Snake Oil, uh, in addition to my Snake Oil radio show. And uh, that goes out by email once a month and is blind copied out to all of my subscribers. That's a free column. So uh, if you're not already getting my column and you're interested, uh, email me at venturasage. V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com, and I'll get you on the mailing list, uh, which is, your name is never shared with anybody, by the way, so that you can get the newsletter and kind of get to read my books and uh, take advantage of specials and all the good information that I pump through my newsletter each month. Anyway, we've been doing Snake Oil Radio for a number of years now, and uh, usually every month I do an astrology show in addition to a couple of other themes. We have our a live column read at the beginning of the month, generally an interview show, and then uh, sometimes I teach a specific class or subject. And then I always try to get in uh, at least one astrology show a month as well. Uh, so we're going to talk about today's uh, our current astrology and how that applies to all of us and then get into a little bit of specifics as well too. Um, the beauty of our astrology show is I'm going to take about 20, 25 minutes to talk about our current astrology, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines. So if you have questions about astrology or anything for that matter, or even want a five-minute mini on-air reading, I'll pull a card or two for you. If you got a specific question, we got to keep them short. We don't have a lot of time, but we can at least get a mini in for you. So this is that show, the one that everybody calls me on during the other shows when I <laughs> don't do this to get your mini reading. So um, yeah, about 20, 25 minutes into the show. I will open the phone lines, and I'll tell you guys when I'm going to do that. We should be able to probably get uh, about three callers, depending on how many people we have call in in terms of time. Anyway, so, uh, yes, I am a professional astrologer. I've, I've worked with astrology for many years. Out of the, all the different types of oracles that I work with, it is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I love uh, the study of astrology. We got a couple of things kind of going on, and um, I'm going to fill you in on all of that. Um, uh, one Mercury went retrograde yesterday. Good old Mercury retrogrades. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. But before I 
spend some time on the Mercury retrograde, which is probably the brunt of what we're going to talk about today because it's going to be the most notable thing for almost all of you listening. Uh, it's hard to get around the influence of Mercury. Um, when nor would you want to, uh, but uh, the uh, we've also uh, and I, I think it's about another week, two week and a half, maybe two weeks. Uh, Saturn will go direct again. Saturn has been retrograde in uh, Scorpio, and I've talked about it on previous shows. Saturn rules the part of us that is uh, cautious, um, slow, meticulous. Um, it can rule fear, structure. Uh, limitation, but also I would say, you know, Saturn is that thing in our chart that is like the lump of coal that we polish into a diamond. It's often where we have fear or difficulty or we're slow moving and cautious and things take a while. But as we get older, it very much becomes a part of us that is strong and confident and successful and has weathered some storms. So we've had Saturn moving through Scorpio, a lot of intense Things coming up uh, for people, uh, as I talked about in previous shows with Saturn through Scorpio, because Scorpio represents our, our sense of personal power and how we influence the world, how we inspire, how we manipulate, how we control, how we, um, how we, we focus our energy intensely on, on what we desire to manifest as well. So it's, it's uh, retrograde movement has really probably brought a number of things to surface for people about their personal power, the way they influence others, and the way uh, you know they, they deal with, with just power themes again in the world. Um, I've noticed at kind of a core level, you know, we've seen certainly a bunch of controversy out in the world. Um, I think one of the things I said when, when Saturn went into Scorpio, Saturn will stay in a sign for about two and a half, maybe three years. Um, Usually, uh, what I had kind of talked about was that when Saturn went into Scorpio, you would have to deal with the repercussions of your actions in a more, you know, <laughs> profound way. So anyone attempting to abuse, to manipulate in a in a dark or negative way is going to get called on it a lot sooner. Uh, and and by the and the positive side of it, of course, and always is one too with the Scorpio energy is you can really learn how to direct and focus your energy like a laser beam toward achieving goals. And as long as you're in harmony, you'll be able to do that. And uh, so certainly we've seen some of those, that dance going on. But Saturn's movement direct again will usually, and usually what will happen is Saturn will move into a sign. We begin to experience that. And this is the case with almost all the planets in that way. And then it'll go retrograde, and then the issues really surface again in another way for us to relook at. And then usually when they go direct, things really feel like they're moving forward and you've grown You've gotten something, you've absorbed you've some new learning, and often it's a lot easier once it moves direct again through that sign. Uh, I would say it's sort of like round three. You finally get it, so to speak. So we've got that coming up, which is great because I know I've had Saturn um, bobbing back and forth over my Venus in my chart, uh, and uh, I won't take a lot of time to talk about that. But uh, it's definitely... Uh, uh, woken me up to looking at my feminine energy and my creativity in the best possible way, but also with a, a little bit of difficulty, too. So I'll be glad that that's finally moving through. Now, we have our wonderful Mercury retrograde, and if you're, not, if you're new to the idea of, of Mercury retrograde and what it, in essence, represents, let's kind of give you a little backdrop to this. Mercury goes retrograde about every three or four months, so it does it you know, three or four times a year, um, typically. When it does, it'll go retrograde or quote-unquote backwards for approximately three weeks, a little longer, 
uh, in this case, because um, I believe it's retrograde until about July 22nd. So, you know, we're looking at a little over maybe three and a half weeks before it goes direct again. And Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we analyze, the way our mind works, the way we express. Um, ultimately, uh, Mercury in our chart, if you get your own natal chart done, the sign that Mercury was in when you were born will show the way you think, the way you communicate. Um, you know, for instance, Mercury, I am a Sagittarius sun sign, but Mercury is also in Sagittarius. So I very much talk and communicate like a Sagittarius. And so, you know, wherever, you're, wherever Mercury is in your chart, by the way, it's got to be within two signs away, meaning, say if your, your sun sign is Aquarius, that means Mercury could be in Aquarius, Pisces, or Aries. It could also be in Capricorn or Sagittarius, but it can't be anywhere else. It's got to be within two signs away from the sun at all times. That's just the way Mercury operates. So then the house that it gets placed in your chart, of course, is even more personal uh, because that brings up, you know, the area of life that you, you tend to think about, you tend to analyze and communicate and express with the most, just naturally or, quote-unquote, natally. So mine is in the 8th house on the cusp of the ninth. Anybody that understands that is going to say that makes a lot of sense. 8th house is the ability to probe into the depth of things, into people's minds, and ninth house is philosophy and travel. So those, that's kind of the dance that I have between those two, naturally. Now, what we, the Mercury retrograde that's occurring right now is a retrograde motion in Cancer. So... If you get your astrology chart done, you'll be able to see what house contains cancer. So that will give you a lot of insight into the area where this is really particularly applying for you. Remember, and I always tell people this, this is an important thing to, to contemplate. All the signs are somewhere in your chart. So if you're a Capricorn, you know, and you're not a, a cancer, you know, the logic is, well, I don't, I'm not cancer. But you do have cancer somewhere in your chart. So even if it's not, there's no planets in it when you were born, um, it still is an influence. So let's talk a little bit about Mercury and Cancer so we can get kind of a feel for how it's going to influence everyone at some levels. Again, if you want to get even more specific, you, you can go online, you could do some research, read some books, find out um, what, uh, uh, where Cancer is natally in terms of house placement in your chart, whether you have planets in cancer that are going to get triggered by the retrograde too. So you can do that research, or you can hire a good astrologer to do it for you, which in a lot of cases may actually be easier, um, and, uh, <laughs> and get the information that way. So uh, as a general thing, though, again, so since Mercury rules the way we think, the way we communicate, the way we express, uh, and what we're analyzing uh, it's move through cancer is basically like what it's doing is it's kind of triggering a lot of thoughts about your emotions and how you feel. So what we're going to do is we're going to end up thinking a lot about how we feel about things. Um, cancer energy, you know, positive pole of cancer is I feel, and it's negative is I brood. So. We're all going to get a little of this in, in different areas in our life as we, we find ourselves feeling more, analyzing the way that we feel. And then also, you know, this may bring up some of the things that we've been brooding about. Um, and I'll talk to you more about that in just a minute. But, you know, the areas that, that cancer rules as a general vibe, again, is our emotional body and how we feel. Um, it rules the home. 
family, um, your sense of rootedness and your security, um, the way we we retreat and, and in many ways contact our own spirit guides, our own intuition. Um, but it ultimately is the sign that's ruled by the moon, so it has to do with the fluctuations and the changes in our emotional bodies. So I know uh, for me, I, I have cancer in my third and fourth house, both in my chart. So I kind of caught this even earlier as as, as uh, Mercury moved its way through cancer and the sun, and uh, I believe Venus is in cancer now as well. Um, and uh, I, I caught a lot of thoughts and things coming up in relation to issues with my family. How my family influenced me for good or for bad. So um, on the positive, um, some really nice things happened with a couple of my family members. Some real, had a family member too that really reached out in a very supportive way that was really touching for me and awesome. And then I had a couple that have, uh, you know, you know, between you and I, I like to smack, you know, <laughs> that were antagonistic or difficult. And I, I found myself brooding a little bit about some of those uh, things that, that have come down the pike, uh, most of it just comments. And, uh, and I found it triggering a lot of old memories as well about my childhood and, and how I was treated within the family and various other things. So I, I mention this to all to all my listeners here because, yeah, guys, you're probably going to feel quite a bit of this coming up in your own way too. Again, the area that it is in your, in your chart is actually going to be more significant. For instance, if you know, cancer is in your seventh house, in your marriage partnership house, and this, this emotional rehashing um, and uh, analysis of how you feel is going to occur, you know, in relation to your relationships. If it's in your career house, it's going to occur more in relationship to your career. So you got to get more specific to get into that. But, again, as a basic theme uh, or underlying way of viewing things, everyone is going to find themselves being a bit moodier at some level. And, again, really, really finding themselves analyzing the way that they feel and trying to decide how whether those feelings are positive and, and beneficial or whether we're brooding and getting caught in old issues and old themes in a way that is causing us to wound or hurt. So on the good side, that's the thing about retrogrades. You know, they're going to charge stuff up. I mean, ultimately, you know, retrograde means from Earth's perspective, it looks like the planet is going backwards. Now, of course, it doesn't physically go backwards, but it does appear that way from Earth. So... The key thing to remember is what a retrograde is, it's more or less an opportunity to rethink, relook, reorganize, reevaluate. Just take that word RE and pop it onto a lot of things, <laughs> and you kind of get a feel for what Mercury does and uh, what a retrograde does in general. It really, uh, especially a Mercury retrograde, it's going to trigger that relooking, rethinking, reanalyzing, reexamining, um, reevaluating energy coming into play for us to really, really begin to to look at these themes and how we're operating. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bring some stuff up. So don't be surprised if during this time that you find yourself, uh, you know, old issues around your family. Uh, coming to surface. Uh, don't be surprised if, you know, whether it's your, the family you were born into, um, uh, you know, if, if cancer is in your workhouse, it could be the family that you work with. 
in that sense, uh, the way you perceive that. Again, it depends a lot where it, it kind of lands in your chart, but it is going to be that feeling of reevaluation of how you feel and, uh, you know, whether you're, you know, in touch with your true feelings and also, again, the, you know, the negative side of it is we might find ourselves brooding a little bit or kind of getting stuck both emotionally and mentally in certain patterns and things because they're kind of hard to let go of. And usually, like I said, a lot of it will have had to do with where we came from in our rootedness. Now, one thing that I, I, I talk to clients about when I work with them often, whether in astrology or whether with you know any other type of oracle, is that we, as human beings, a lot of the patterns during our childhood, of course, end up inevitably being replayed out for us whether we're conscious of it or not. Like, you know, in, in, in my, I came from a big family. I use myself as an example. I came from a big family, seven kids, mom and dad, a couple of dogs and cats, you know, big family, big Italian Catholic family in, in New York. And, uh, you know, and I was sort of somewhat, I was the youngest boy, and I was a little bit more of the apple of mom's eye in some ways. And a lot of my siblings resented me for that. And uh, it was always that sort of complaint that I got away with murder. And Jimmy, how come Jimmy gets this? How come Jim? You know, I heard this so much during my childhood. And uh, what's very funny is every time, years ago, I used to wait tables and bartend before I really fully committed to doing what I do now professionally, and uh, which was a great road to take in its own way. But I found that like every job I had, I'd end up sort of replaying the same thing. I'd kind of find a real strong connection to the owner or the chef or someone that was kind of in charge, usually the owner, who just loved me. And then after being there for a couple of months, it would always be the, you know, then a a number of the other employees would both love me and hate me. They would, you know, they loved when I worked because I was fun to work with and and very, very efficient and good at what I did. Uh, Also a little bit of a control freak. Uh, but uh, in a good way, and then also they, uh, I'd find some of them resenting me, and it would be complaining, why does he get the best stations? Why does he get the best hours? Why is he always making the most money? Why does he get to eat when the rest of us don't get to eat? Why does... So it dawned on me, after a number of jobs, that I just literally recreated my childhood within the family structure of every place that I worked. It was like unconscious that I was doing it. So... Um, I mention that because we all have our own patterns. And the good thing is, is you know, and they're really, they are in your astrology chart. A lot of times, again, if you work with a good astrologer, you'll be able to see these patterns. You know, and we always have to decide, is it working for us in a beneficial way? Is it good or is it blocking? In other words, is it, is it damning us up at some level because we're finding ourselves frustrated with repeating the same thing over and over and over again? And again, you could attach this into looking at the idea of the beliefs that we have always inevitably form our reality. So, you know, we have these beliefs about life that sometimes are, they're, it's like they're unconscious or they're so much a fabric of what we know that we never actually question them. So, uh, you know, like for me, it was that I'll, in every job I've had, it was that I'll get special attention and special acknowledgement because I'm special and then people will be mad at me for it. Uh, so it, it was just like it was an unconscious belief, and I just would create that. So it's funny because I do experience that, yet by the same token, I also learned that there were benefits to that, that I, uh, I, I did get special privileges. I did get special acknowledgement. There were things that, that came my way that were beneficial because of that placement. 
So that's the thing about, you know, looking at the shadow side of us, these things, because sometimes it's still sort of helping us at some level. So that's what this Mercury retrograde is about, guys. It's kind of really an opportunity for you to look at your familial contact patterns, um, how you connect with your family, um, and how you, you know, what you, how you feel about your home, how you feel about the roots of who you are, um, and really, again, expect a lot of emotional triggers that then, of course, trigger you analyzing the way that you feel. Because that's typically what Mercury is about. Mercury is not so much a feeling planet as much as it's an analysis planet. But yet its move through cancer is going to uh, trigger us to feel. I mean, anyone who's a cancer knows this, whether you're a cancer sun sign or rising sun or moon, particularly, it's going to be a particularly strong attribute. So it's really going to bring a lot of that to, to, to surface uh, for us. So in the long run, retrogrades are good. You know, a lot of times you'll hear people saying, oh, no, Mercury's retrograde, this is so bad. You know, there's a couple of kind of cliche, kind of cut and dry things that are somewhat true. You know, generally getting surgery during a Mercury retrograde may not be the wisest thing to do. Travel during a retrograde can sometimes be a little confused or get screwed up. Um, you know, communication with others can get uh, confusing or screwed up. You know, people will think they were meeting someone at three and then they realize that they wrote it down wrong or you know what I mean you get a lot of those type of experiences sometimes you'll see computer equipment and things get kind of screwy or move a little slower um, so you know some of those are basic mercury retrograde realities that we all tend to go through but you know I always say you have to be careful that we don't get so caught up in the idea that it's necessarily negative because really for the most part all the planets at some time go retrograde uh, including the moon, which isn't a planet, of course, it's a satellite, but in astrology, any celestial body in, in our uh, major celestial body around us we call a planet, just because it means a, a, a celestial influence that represents an attribute of us. So the moon goes retrograde, so you know everything at some point, for the most part, does go retrograde, um, except the sun doesn't and the earth doesn't from our perspective as well. So all the planets do. And when they do, again, you could kind of think, oh, no, this is bad. Or you can get away from that type of simplicity and realize that that process of reevaluation is really actually a way of moving forward. Sometimes we take two steps up, one step back, and it's actually in the one step back that we really gain insight because we've had a chance to kind of pause, to review, and to look at things. Uh, Okay, so got a couple people jump in the chat room. Welcome to the show, Starbright, and see if I'm gonna Sekhemet 128 Sekhemet uh, I'll do my best to pronounce. That's one of the jokes that I have is I often uh, will mispronounce things, and because I do that, I actually almost jokingly run with it, and I try to do the Archie Bunker syndrome where I. I really mispronounce it so that it's absolutely ridiculous at the same time to just sort of dummy I am when it comes to pronunciation sometimes. I might have got that right. So anyway, so welcome uh, all you guys to the show, uh, all my live listeners as well as the people that are going to catch the show in, uh, later on in our archives. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to continue talking about astrology, but I did say uh, about you know 20 minutes or so into the show that I would open up the phone line, so I want to do that. Um, but you also can uh, you can either call in, and I notice a couple people already asking questions in the chat room. So I'm going to address the chat room questions 
First, because they're already asking, but I am going to open up the phone lines in case anybody wants to call through. We've got another 20 minutes so I can get a couple of calls or uh, minis, uh, mini readings in today, too. So the phone number here is 646-200-3966. Um, you might need to dial a 1 before that, guys, uh, 646-200-3966. Um, any questions that I do address, we'll absolutely do it, whether through the uh, chat room or through the phone lines. Um, i got to keep them about five minutes just in case we get a couple of people that want to call in or ask questions. Uh, we just don't have a long show, but we'll get, we'll get to you. We'll do our best to get to you. So uh, if anyone wants to call in, feel free to call in. Right now I'm going to address the chat room. So I'm going to read the questions from the chat room out loud because I know a lot of people will catch the show later on in archive. All the shows go to an archive. So uh, let's see. I believe that the first person asking the question is Sekhmet128, and they are asking, I would like to know if you see changes in my love life or anything. Uh, and uh, she, I'm assuming it's a she, it could be a male, but I'm assuming it's a she, saying I, uh, um, okay, let me get the other pieces here, or anything uh, that is going on with now, me now in the near future. Thank you. Uh, okay, so let's see. All right. Changes in love life or anything else that's going on now for me near in the future. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, and they and she is giving her birthday, uh, 28 uh, January 1973, Amsterdam, 11:14 a.m. Okay. I think what I'm going to do is rather than punch in the astrology, only because it's going to take me a while, even though I love to do it. I think I'll pull a card or two for you, uh, Sekhmet. Um, She's saying, I like this guy, and I just can't to, seem to let it go, so I'm wondering. Okay, so that's to give all the listeners a backdrop on what is going on, and she's saying, yes, she is a female. I kind of get that, but <laughs> I just, I, you know, sometimes gay and lesbian you know, people call in, and I, I don't want to ever uh, you know, necessarily stereotype. Someone could say they like a guy, and it could be a guy liking a guy, so no issues on our show about any such thing, but uh, I, I kind of figured you were female in the first place in this case. Okay, so what we're going to do is going to pull a couple of cards for you. This will be kind of cool for the listeners as well, too, to see how some of these things will surface. Hold on, I'm drinking my coffee here at the same time. So let's start with uh, this question and see what we get for her. So um, her sun sign then would be uh, potentially um, Aquarius. Uh, I've had a lot of Aquariuses lately that I have been talking to. Okay, so, all right, here's what I'm getting. I pulled a couple of rune stones for you, uh, Sekhmet. Um Here's the thing that I'm, I'm getting about this. I pulled a rune for where you are now, and then I pulled a rune for the future and where things are heading. And so i got to tell you, this is actually kind of coming up positive. I know it may feel like things have been blocked or you haven't had a lot of movement lately in that respect, but the, the, the runes are suggesting there are some changes coming. Um, the runes are Viking Oracle, by the way. Very cool to work with the runes because they give you um, – I always like the runes because they kind of tell you what to do or your approach to take, which for me, I actually like directness. I don't have a, any type of difficulty with that. So the rune that comes up in her present is the partnership rune, the relationship rune. Of course, very apropos because she's asking a question about a relationship. And this is a positive sign. It does mean, because I'm hearing you, you know, it's funny when you wrote that you said, I can't seem to, uh, I can't seem to uh, you know, let this guy go. But what I'm picking up on is that there is, I think there's a reason that you made the connection. 
I do feel there is some soul connection or something that is there. So I don't think you're imagining that, that there is some positive to it. Um, I keep hearing intuitively that there's an issue with timing around this that is a little bit frustrating as well because I'm hearing that I don't know what the detail of it is, but I'm hearing that there's an issue of him not being completely available. But I do feel like there is some connection or some chemistry or there is that uh, some element of him having thought about you or having considered this. So I don't think you're off base on that. I feel like there's something there. You're not imagining that there is a pull to this at this point in the game. So that's the good news. In fact, the partnership rune, again, usually reiterates the idea that it's, a, it's about a relationship theme. What comes up in the near future is the initiation rune, which means, like a lot of times it means like a door is getting ready to open at some level, you're being initiated. Sometimes it can mean like the initiation or new post or profession, but because this is something that relates more to um, a relationship question, I think that it means that there's going to be some activity or some movement ahead around this. And I think during this retrograde, what I'm going to suggest for you is for you to look at emotionally and psychologically um, whether those the, the, the part of you that kind of consciously wants something and the unconscious part of you that might be a little nervous about relationship from past experiences or phobia around it or, or uncertain is, is jamming up the energy a little bit. So I want you to kind of get clear that you can open up to the next thing that's coming because I do feel like something is coming. And I would not be surprised if it did not even have to do with this individual at some level because I keep kind of hearing that there's an issue of, again, timing more than anything else. So let me read to you what the future rune is for you in the near future, and you'll kind of get a good feel for this. So the partnership rune came up first, and the rune that comes up next within the next few weeks or next month or two is called Perth, and it means initiation, something hidden, and a secret matter. He says, uh, I'm going to read a quote from the runic book because it's very cool. He says, a hierarchic or mystery rune pointing to that which is beyond our frail manipulative powers. This rune is on the side of heaven, the unknowable, and has associations with the phoenix, that mystical bird which consumes itself in the fire and then rises from its own ashes. Its ways are secret and hidden. Powerful forces of change are at work here, yet what is achieved is not easily or readily shared. After all, becoming whole, the means of it, is a profound secret. On the side of the earthly or mundane, there may well be surprises. Unexpected gains are not unlikely. On the side of human nature, this rune is symbolized by the flight of the eagle, soaring flight, free from entanglements, and lifting yourself above the endless ebb and flow of ordinary life to acquire broader vision. All this is indicated here. This is a rune of questing. Another of the cycle runes, Perth, stands at the heart of initiation. Nothing external matters here except as it shows you its inner reflection. This rune is concerned with the deepest stratum of being, with the bedrock in which your destiny is founded. For some, Perth means experiencing a psychic death. If need be, let go of everything. No exceptions, no exclusions. Nothing less than renewal of your spirit is at stake. Okay, so that's the passage. Obviously, like I said, kind of a cool one because it means sometimes I always think a lot of times this rune is, is, is connected with unexpected gains or beneficial things coming your way. It also, you know, it translates into that proverbial phoenix that transforms itself in the fire. You know, the connection with this man definitely serves a purpose. You're not wrong in it. Something is triggered in you. And I think that when you, when you wrote on the thing that you, you're having trouble letting it go, what came to me is I heard that your guy just saying, well, you don't have to necessarily let it go. 
A lot of it is just to be patient, to watch what develops, and to be open to allowing a change to come into your life. So I like it. I think it's good. I think that there's something that's going to occur with this or another door is going to open very soon for you anyway. So that's what it feels like to me, that you're kind of on the road to something here. So uh, trust in it. You know, don't get uh, don't get nervous about this. A lot of times we, uh, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like I know that I've had a few relationships in my life too where you, you kind of fell for someone that was a little too good to be true, and then you had to have your own self-esteem catch up to it. So, you know, you're worthy. You're good. You can you can have someone that you're attracted to and that you're drawn to because it is um, something that is uh, is being triggered. And so she's writing, yes, I saw him walking with a girl. Well, that's good. It means he has female friends or he's not gay at least potentially. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we do that automatically. We see someone walking with a girl and we think, well, you know, this might be his girlfriend, this might, you know, but you don't know. It could be a friend, it could be his sister, it could be someone he is kind of seeing, but we don't know, uh, uh, we don't know what that's about yet. So that's what I'm hearing intuitively. She's writing, and then I saw her in my dream being very stressed out. Yeah, I feel like there's some transitional change happening. So, you know, that's a funny thing, because I've had that happen, too, where I met someone and I felt like there was a connection, we were going to be together, and then it didn't actually happen for months or a year or two later. So I think I'm getting kind of a feel about that. So trust in your dreams, pay attention, and then just in the meantime during this retrograde segment, um, you know, just clear yourself of being open to a good relationship coming in, being willing. Um, you know, look at your best attributes and, and trust that that's going in the right direction. Okay? So these are good signs. These are good runes. Uh, that's why I kind of got a feeling like, you know, believe me, there's times when people will ask me a question about whether they should get rid of someone, and I'll be like, yep. I'm not feeling that. I feel like he has kind of opened a door energetically at least, but I am still feeling like there may actually be something coming out of this specific connection. So let it evolve. Okay, thank you for your question. Um, she's going to probably make one more comment here. I'm going to read that. Then I'm going to answer the other question from Starbright so we can get a second. Uh, a second. Uh, let me go find that Starbright's question. So Starbright is saying, may I... Uh, let me find this here too. Okay, uh, blah 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 blah. Let's see. Thank you so much. Um, oh, Sekman is saying thank you so much. I did have, I did have uh, these self-esteem issues about whether I deserve it or not, and I was good enough for someone like that. Awesome. I'm glad because I was feeling that. You know what, dude? Like seriously, get rid of that stuff. Know that you're cool. Know that you're good. You know, I always laugh because women are funny. I have a lot of um, female. I have a lot of female friends, and they're they're funny because I'm a gay man, and most of my friends are straight men, and that's a whole other thing to discuss on another show for good reason. But I always laugh because I know the way straight men think, and women are funny because they always think that the guy's looking for some perfect, hard-bodied woman who's flawless and all these other things too. And I'm like, believe me, all my friends are straight men. They they like a woman with curves. They like a woman who. Uh, who uh, who isn't necessarily perfect and flawless? So that that's that you know I always think that that's more of an issue um, between uh, uh, you know like I think women's body issues and, and chemistry issues have more to do with other women. You know what I mean? Meaning that competition about being perfect and and men are absolutely uh, very different in, in in what they're necessarily looking for, or they're striving for. So, all right. So, thank you for the question. Let's uh, let's let us know in a future show about how that all pans out. So, Starbright is saying, "May I receive a general reading regarding my career and finances, or whatever it is that you pick up?" 
and welcome Mystical 101 to the show as well. So let's answer Starbright's question. She uh, is, uh, they are asking for a general question about finances, career, money, all that stuff. I think I'm going to pull a couple of tarot cards for Starbright, and uh, we'll see what we get around that. Okay, so let me finish my card pulls here. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Sagittarius with impatience, so hard to believe. Okay, so here's what I'm getting um, for for Starbright's uh, reading. Uh, interesting. Uh, the Hermit card comes up in your past, which means that actually you've been going through a little bit of a pullback in your energy. A lot of times the, uh, the Hermit is almost like a, a feeling of, again, kind of pulling back or studying and learning, um, looking inside yourself and the answers. I had this myself in a reading um, in the last... Uh, a month or two, and I found myself doing a lot of studying connected with my business um, online, and I found a, just a ton of ways to expand my business and all kinds of connections by, I call it the Jim Ventura version of going back to school, which is I just learned on my own. So trusting what my intuition was telling me, but gathering knowledge and information. So for Starbright, that's the process you've been going through. It might be feeling a little bit of a pullback, but you're going through that process, and that's really, really key in, in your process that you are learning somehow or you know, you're fixing, you're pairing, you're solving, and you're resolving. The uh, Fool card comes up reversed in your present, though, which means like you have to kind of be careful at this point in the game because you might be um, inclined to kind of put your energy towards something that may not necessarily work the way you'd ideally like it to, or jump the gun, or become impatient, or you know what I mean, or or do something that is foolish. Now, here's the good news: it doesn't matter. Even if you make a mistake, you know you'll live. You'll you'll get through. You'll learn from it. Your spirit guides will help you through the next step. But I'm hearing that there may be a f a, a little bit of a delay on a few things for another couple of weeks. I know that may be stressful, but don't see it as stressful. Don't, um, you know, waste life force and life energy in a way that pushes you too quickly uh, toward a goal. You're still gathering at some levels. And then the uh, Daughter of Wands comes up next, next to the Justice card, which means you may actually find yourself working with someone. It potentially could be a female, so it can indicate a partnership or connection with another person, or this is a female that helps somehow in relation to career and finances. It can also represent you from the angle that it can mean kind of a new excitement and a new enthusiasm toward a new goal. And then the justice card is coming up, which means, you know, justice means something that works out beneficially, that things balance, that they harmonize. You actually get what you're seeking, uh, or that things begin to uh, come somewhat more on an even keel in a more positive way. So I like these cards. I think you want to be patient because the feeling that I'm getting is I know you might have had some frustration in some of these areas, but I'm getting a real feeling for change in around August or so, August and September. I feel like July may be a little choppy still, and you want to kind of be patient that you don't necessarily jump the gun. Remember, that's kind of the energy behind the Hermit card, which means you're still absorbing information, you're still learning, you're still kind of weeding almost and figuring out what you need to do, what you need to change, what you need to shift in yourself and where you need to be. So I hope that's a help to you, Starbright, but these are, uh, are positive-looking cards. Just trust if the next couple of weeks are a little frustrating that that will be a temporary configuration. 
in relation to work and career and money. I know it might, you might be saying, oh, it's been more than temporary. I've been dealing with it for quite some time now, but that's some of the magic of the uh, economic uh, crapola we've all had to deal with at some levels. Okay, so thank you for that question. I get one more question in, and Mystical101 is asking, I was wondering if I was at a crossroads. Okay, so let me, I'm going to pull an animal totem for Mystical. Um, to help with that crossroads, yes, I am getting that you're at a crossroad. I want to kind of introduce you guys to a number of different oracles. Um, that's my weird mutability. I read a lot of different fun types of oracles. So a lot of times when people come to me for a session, they, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they, they're like, God, you, you read a lot of different things. In fact, some, some people in my field are a little overwhelmed by me, but I just have a weird knack. Like I can pick something up and I can learn it fairly quickly. I've always been good with, uh, with oracles that way. So let's answer Mystical 101's question. We've got a few more minutes in the show, and this is going to have to kind of be the last question, just out of time. But Mystical asks, again, are they at a crossroad? Yes. And the animal totem that I pulled for Mystical is a ram. And I mean sacrifice, breakthrough, and achievement. Now, in this case, the ram is coming up reversed. So um, all that means is you've got to be careful with your ram energy, meaning you have to negotiate that and, and move that through. So let me read to you a passage from the Druid Animal Book about this. So again, ram means sacrifice, breakthrough, and achievement. In this case, it comes up reversed. He says, this card suggests, although a part of you may enjoy competition, locking horns with a friend or enemy, you may be called upon to make a sacrifice. Sometimes letting go, however painful, can open the door to a new life that you never thought you could achieve. Rather than banging your head against a brick wall, see if it is possible for you to walk around it. Ultimately, it could be that you should be moving in a different direction. The brick wall is there for a reason, even if you cannot figure out why just yet. Ask yourself this question. Where do I feel really at home? Follow your instincts and your practical nature to create a home around you that is truly comfortable and truly yours. So this is very cool because this really ties in nicely with the uh, Mercury retrograde. We're all looking at home, family, our connectedness, our rootedness, which, of course, the RAM is a great representation of that energy. So what this brings up for you, Mystical uh, 101, is to look at whether you're battling circumstances or situations in a way, uh, whether it's with people and things or just internally, that is kind of like... Um, that suggestion that maybe you should be pushing yourself in a little bit of a different direction and the blockades that are there are actually there really quite purposefully. Um, and if you can gain that and, and understand that, you can be willing to make that sacrifice and that shift and really get in touch with what really you know, ultimately makes your heart sing, what makes you feel good and fulfilled as a person. So I like that. I think that's the key with the RAM because – Ultimately, the RAM is about, is about, again, sacrifice, breakthrough, and achievement. So it means you're on the road to achieving something, but there may be a feeling of a little bit of blockade that is coming up, and it's now a good opportunity to look at what that is and uh, look inside as it aspects of yourself and whether those are, again, being things that are sort of frustrating from the people and circumstances around you. I know I had a little bit of this myself because I was very frustrated by some some elements in my life, and uh, that's what got me to do the research online. And I found a ton of places to advertise business and things for free on the internet. In fact, I'm going to do a little book on it. So uh, you know, but the blockade was there for a reason because it was pushing me to to you know get in touch with this part of myself that was capable of doing this myself 
and looking at the direction I really need to push my energy. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to uh, finish up there. Hopefully that was a help to you, Mystical 101. Uh, Starbright is saying, yes, it was a help. Thank you. And hopefully... uh, uh, and Mystical 101 was saying, so I feel on, I feel home on the path of Wicca. Absolutely. And that's the key. Let me answer this real quick. You know, a lot of times that's what it is. You're on the Wicca path, and that's the path you're meant to be on. But sometimes we have that fear that other people might not accept it or agree with it. And you know what? The one thing I found in life that I can tell you guys with 100% certainty, you are who you are. You're meant to be what you're meant to be. And a lot of it is really getting out of our own way and being who we are. And if people don't agree with us or like, a, like us, Ever so lovingly, tough crap. <laughs> you're not here to you're not here to please everybody, but the people that you will please, you're going to please. And there, you have talents and abilities, and you're going to use those. And don't be afraid of them. Look at those blockades. I did this a lot early on with this business. I was afraid of being accepted, and now that's the beauty of where I'm at now. I mean, I, I almost like it when people don't agree with me or like me. It, it, it makes me happy. It's like strangely complimentary. You know, I just have a different take on it. So, Mystical One, I want to thank thank you. All right, guys, I got to finish the show up here. They're going to chop me off. Thank you all for joining me. Uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com. Get on the monthly newsletter mailing list. And uh, for the rest of this month and July, if you go to my website, JimVentura.com, you can see that I have a $25 off new client introductory special for 45-minute or longer sessions. Check that out. Pass that along to other people. And uh, you get some good info about the work I do and some of that good stuff uh, on my website. So thank you all for joining me today. Starbright uh, segment and uh, the Mystical 101, and everyone else who's listening uh, live as well as in the archives. And I'll be here not next week; it's going to be Fourth of July. But I'll be here for our, uh, for our uh, show on the uh, the following week, and uh, I'll do a live read of the column and maybe get a call or two in toward the end of that show as well. Thanks for joining me, guys. Stay cool, and we'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. <laughs>